Okay. I, I'm assuming <clears throat> I don't sound crazy peaky to you. I sound like normal-ish volume. Yeah, the volume sounds normal. You sound okay. more echoey or something, but that's... Yeah. And I could try to get typical. closer to the mic to eliminate the echo, but last time that made me go peaking crazy, so I'm trying Yeah, to... I wouldn't do that. We'll just... We'll yeah. do ec- we're going to favor echo versus going crazy peaky. Okay. <laughs> I love that show. Crazy yeah, peaky blinders. Now, now I actually messed with the game, and I got a little closer to see if that would help with the echo. So we'll see. Worst case, I've ruined everything. I'll look forward to finding out if it sounds okay to you. And the only way I'll know is from hearing from our listeners. Right. Cause you don't listen to the show when you edit it. I do listen to the show. I just like, but it sounds different. So oh, here's what I don't do. I listen to the show while I'm editing. Yeah. Um, and I listen to the whole thing, but it sounds different after it's exported. Oh, so I don't listen to it again <laughs> after I've exported it. So, we- cause I don't know what, what, I don't know what, uh, what the heck am I using? Logic. logic yeah i don't know what logic does well here's um here's the good news john we have a lot of tech topics to cover today okay one came up in the new uh rebound prime discord so if you want to be part of that discord and you're already in rebound prime uh check your email or log into memberful if you're not yet a member of rebound prime and you want to join that discord you're just going to go to prime.reboundcast.com part with your hard-earned money and then there you'll be in the discord <laughs> but uh, we've been talking there, and I think we talked a little bit on this show, I know we have, in fact, about Series 5 Apple Watch batteries. And yes. what's interesting to me is that everybody that you and I have gotten an answer from has the same problem with their Series 5. And people with older watches, like Series 4s, are showing about the same level of degradation. So typically, most people that we've that I've seen write say that they're in the low 80% battery health or a very high 70%. And people with yeah. Series 4s... Like, that feels like it makes more sense to me. And so then, of course, the theory was, well, is it because it's always on? I don't know why that would make the battery degrade faster specifically, unless it also means that they have to get just more charge cycles overall or something. But it seems like a little less battery life than you would expect from a device that costs as much. So I don't know. I just wanted to mention that again, because I'll never stop okay. complaining. All right. Or Since we're doing follow-up, I should, I should follow up on our discussion of Sandman. I can't remember if that was in the bonus episode or the... Uh... The regular episode, but I was talking to Guy afterwards, and I realized that I'm I was imprecise in what I said because you had asked if any like other DC characters show up, and definitely some DC characters do show up, but they're the magical ones. Oh. So like not Superman, not Green Lantern, um, not the Flash, but uh, like John Constantine, okay, type of character. I don't know if you know who John Constantine. I do not because I can't remember if he if he was in. I don't remember like how. Lucifer, like if Lucifer was a spinoff of him or what, but anyway, he uh, was in a comic book called Hellblazer, and anyway, a lot and a lot of things came out of that. Um, but he uh, is in the comic book and in the show as well in a slightly different fashion. I uh, I don't know if he shows up in the TV series Lucifer because I don't remember that. But yeah, I don't. I'm not either. sure about that either but he uh but lucifer shows up in legends of tomorrow like a crossover thing um where constantine goes to see him well that's this is really good follow-up i feel like um <laughs> there's um then you mentioned as we were uh struggling with zoom at the very start of this 
um, that if people haven't updated Zoom, they should because I guess it's I, I I only very briefly saw the story, but like root level access on your machine is exploitable or something. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Is that what that was? Because I launched it and it said, there's a new version of Zoom and I have not updated yet. So should we stop recording and I should do this right now? No, I'm on route on your computer, but it's fine. Are you actually, are you, yeah, are you rooting my, my laptop right now? You don't have that much interesting stuff here that I can tell. If you're a cop, you have to tell me. <laughs> I'm a cop. Oh, God damn it. That's what I was afraid of. Um, okay. All right. That might so we be, take care of that business. That might be all my tech topics. Um Oh, was I, I have one. Other, <laughs> I thought you said we had a lot of tip talk, the, tech topics. This more than usual. But the uh, the um, <laughs> the other follow up that I have that I think is at least relevant to our listeners um, is you and Dan had both re- uh, recommended uh, the Lost Room, which, as I've discussed on the previous yep. episode, I watched, and I think maybe it was you who mentioned that the series Lock and Key is similar, or maybe it was just the internet that mentioned. I have not. No, it must have been Dan because I have not seen Lock and Key. So I was, I had heard somewhere on the internet that Lock and Key is a similar show, similar to the point where you'd say okay. like Lock and Key rips off key elements of The Lost Room. Uh, it's a, a show on Netflix, <laughs> but it's great. It's it's not the same show by any stretch, but it's great. I started well, Lock and Key. Track. Lock and Key is based on a comic book or graphic novel, I believe. Um, I'll take your word for it. So and and I don't know when you know how old that is, but it's it's definitely got the conceit of hey, here's a magical key that you can go to any room <laughs> with. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I start. I, well, I don't see. even know how it goes, and it's got many. Uh, the seasons. comic book is from 2008, so the comic book is from 2008, and the TV show is from 2006. So facts are facts. Okay. The Lost Room should sue the original comic book creators of Lock and Key. That's my feeling. You are breaking up like crazy. Oh, that's you texted me that at the same moment. Your connection moment is terrible. That you uh, <laughs> said it out loud. Yeah, I was starting to text you, and then I thought I should just say something. I'm going to need to like edit this part anyway. It's fine. I think we're talking over each other, and your connection is oh keeps cutting out. I I, yield I assume to it's you. your connection. And I'm, I'm, it's my hotel room connection. Yeah, uh, probably. But you sound great. I would imagine. Okay, thanks. That's great. that means the bootleg's going <laughs> to sound good because mm, it's my copy awesome. of you. So there you go. Right, Earth people are loving it. And you have seen you have now so you've now seen all of. I've seen all of the lost room. The lost room. Uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought I enjoyed it as well. So it's a yeah, like like I said, it's a show that has a you know an arc that you can enjoy for what they've actually like Noah put together, and then and you know it could have gone on as an actual series, but it did not. Right. Yeah, yeah. which I think is probably the right way to handle that show. I think it's probably I better guess so. Contained. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the conceit lends itself to an entire series. Like that would have gone on. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows if it would have been any good? Yeah. But um, I'm not sure that it would have been. I wasn't dying. Like at the end, I wasn't super disappointed. Right. And it's like it's. I was fine. As Jerry Seinfeld, lock. You want to leave him. You want to leave him wanting a little bit more, which it did. And but like, yeah, it was good. It was the right time. Um, yeah. I would also like to note, John, that I'm in Seattle as we record, and. Um, You'd think the connection would be better since we're so close. Right. Mere, mere miles apart. But when I um, Googled lock and key lost room, uh, I got Seattle key locksmith, which I highly recommend as a service. It has four and a half stars on Google. So if anybody needs a wow. locksmith, Seattle key locksmith is right there. Do they, do they come? I don't know. We'll have to see if they come down to Tacoma. And for the fans, I'm coming up later. Did you know, did you know that I'm coming up? I'm coming up later. If I, so if my, something else with my car, I guess we might need their number. 
I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to give Moltz a minute to brainstorm things for us to talk about while I tell all our uh, listeners okay. about this episode of The Rebound being brought to you by Set App. There's an app for everything these days. Some are great and others, not so much. How do you quickly find the right one for you? A great way to discover new quality apps and get all the tools you need to get the work done is SetApp, a subscription for Mac and iPhone apps. SetApp packs over 240 high-quality apps into one. Whether you need to develop, design, or create, there's an app for almost any task, so you don't need to, lock, you don't need to look in tons of places to find what you need. With SetApp, you can think about your tasks, not apps. Obviously, the first thing you do, I'm assuming, when you get a new Mac or a new phone, if you're not restoring from a backup, is you install all the apps you need. Um, Having the right apps to get the job done is very important. I'll tell you, last week when we were doing this very ad, Moltz and I got so excited about SetApp because they have some truly amazing apps in the collection, stuff that uh, Moltz and I use all the time, including that is true. past sponsors of this very podcast, like Clean My Mac X, um, yep. apps that I love like mm-hmm. Bartender, and, and a whole lot more. Um, SetApp has Ulysses, a, Ulysses that, I'm using, that, I'm using right to, that I'm using this very day. Wow, this very day, you guys. Uh, yes. And gals. Setup has a dedicated <laughs> curation team that only selects the highest quality apps. Plus, instead of paying thousands of dollars for separate licenses, there's just one flat monthly fee. New apps are added to Setup regularly, updates are free, and all the apps are full-featured pro versions. Until September 15th, use the code REBOUND to get a month free trial. Head over to setapp.com and redeem your code. That's S-E-T-A-P-P.com, code REBOUND. Our thanks to Setapp for their support of this show and for just helping out Ulysses because Moltz loves those folks, the fine people at Ulysses. He loves them. <laughs> it's true. I do. Uh, so uh, y- you are running the iOS beta. I am. Now. Yeah. You're not running the Ventura beta. I'm trying Correct. to say it correctly. I almost <laughs> we were, never we were corrected in our pronunciation. Beta. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't. I rarely do as well, and this time in particular seems uh, a bit rough because I don't know if you saw the thread on the uh, changes to the settings app. Well, first of all, it is now called the settings app. Right. Um, it is not no longer system preferences is being changed to settings, and they are basically bringing over the iOS version. What's interesting I mean, to me about it, that. Is I've I've read I haven't used it. I've read the complaints from people being like, "This is a crappy interface to yeah. do this," but that suggests to me that in any way the current system preferences layout and accessibility well, is any good, yeah. which it's not. It's garbage. It's also that is that is true. It is also bad. However, it is at least well. Okay, I was going to say it's the least consistent. Some of the windowing is very weird, and it does things that you would not expect. Like every time I get into the monitors thing, I am at a loss at how to get out of it, and I usually just quit out of the entire. <laughs> the entire thing because i don't know how to close the the freaking window yeah um i think if you hit return it actually hits the return button on one of the windows that's behind the window that you're looking at or something anyway it's not great for sure um but what the current state of the settings app is pretty atrocious yeah there's a lot of stuff that is extremely buggy uh as opposed to just kind of weird right which is allowed in so, a beta like i want to i want to be clear we're not saying yeah, like we're worried but yeah it is uh, mid-august yeah. <laughs> so i'm a little worried i gotta say have they said <laughs> have they said when they intend to release this bad boy um i don't think they have said the, on this yet um and so perhaps it's because they they well the rumor anyway is that ipad ios of course will come out yeah. when the phones come out but ipad os will not come out for another 
probably month or so. Which sucks. For so it seems likely this will wait until October as well. Yeah, I could see that. I, the thing that I am surprised by, I mean, with every new iOS beta they've ever tried, your battery life becomes abysmal. So you go in knowing my battery life is going to suck. And then throughout the course of the beta, somehow they fix that. I don't even, I can't begin to imagine what it is that's actually happening at that point. Like, are they finding rogue processes or memory leaks? But they, they, it tends to get better. This is the longest I feel like I've gone into a beta cycle where I still feel like my battery life is getting hosed. <laughs> um, I find that when I'm in low power mode, it's fine. Uh, but hmm. if I'm not in low power mode, I, you can like they added that feature of or added that feature back of being able to see the uh, battery life percentage in the battery icon on notch phones. Yeah. And, well, in a weird way. Yeah. Right. Um, but you can just watch it melt away. Like you can see the number decrease. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I haven't noticed, but I don't like as you know, we've discussed previously, I don't go anywhere. So um, maybe that's why, although it doesn't seem like I'm getting. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't seem any different than it normally does. Interesting. So I don't, I haven't noticed that much of a difference so far. Well, so we'll, we'll see. And I've you know, never running it. Although, you know, the thing that I did notice is that I tried to install the most recent um, release and it just spun and spun and spun and never installed. Do you get this new thing? Now, now? I have it. Now I have it set to install tonight. We'll see what happens. Oh, so are you doing the developer beta as opposed to the, uh, the public? Beta? No your public because no, i'm doing the public oh, beta. so because i think there's a new public beta coming out tomorrow um as we record okay but well, great <laughs> the because the new developer one came out today and it seems like the public one always comes out one day later uh but yeah. I, i've noted this thing i don't know when it started but when i go to say yeah you can install an update i always have to go through a second dialogue now where it's like hey if you lose wi-fi and are on cellular do you want us to keep downloading the update and i have to say yes or no and then it'll continue but have you, have you seen that one? Because it, 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 I, I don't recall seeing it before. I only recall seeing it in this 16 mm. beta cycle. I don't think I've seen that in this Weird. time. I don't know what, yeah. I've got no explanation. Hmm. Could it be because you're on crappy Wi-Fi? No. I mean, I get that at home when I'm on great <laughs> Wi-Fi, you motherfucker. <laughs> just a suggestion. Yeah. I'm going to come work from your house tomorrow just so I can ensure I have great Wi-Fi. Okay. All right. Sure. Sounds good. It's bad since I'm out that here. That doesn't seem like I don't know why you, I don't know why you came to Seattle if you're going <laughs> to don't know why you came to Seattle if you're going to come to Tacoma to work. But okay, I wanted to see Jess Balls. Um, I don't know if you get that hip reference. That's like a hip Amazon. I did. Reference. I did not get that hip. I didn't even. I'm not even sure I heard it quite oh, correctly. I said I well, you probably did. But there's a sculpture called the Amazon Spheres outside an Amazon office. Oh no! And it sometimes gets a nickname. I see. I see. <laughs> I did not know. I did not know that. Um, and I, I had never heard of them, um, and, but then I Googled the phrase, and that's what came up. So that's what they are. <laughs> I guess I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, you type in Jeff's Balls, and the first thing, Jeff's Balls, Seattle. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Uh, but a great man <laughs> and a visionary is all I have to say. I love his vacuum cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> and his podcasting companies. Um, well, what else? Uh, uh, so, uh, are, do you have uh, do you have a pie hole at home? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I, I've mostly you tell me to shut my pie hole. Is this something to do with a raspberry pie? Usually, well, <laughs> within this connection, it seems like you're doing it all the time. Anyway, I'm so, so sorry. No, it's it's okay. It seems like it's getting slightly better, but um, 
it you know the thing that blocks it's a raspberry pi thing you put it on your wi-fi it will block ads on your Oh, <laughs> maybe you don't want this <laughs> well, no honestly i do it with my Eero, my amazon it's not gonna bl- it's not gonna block podcast ads how about that yeah but no i i literally yeah. uh, like my Eero does the same thing with uh oh okay the Eero subscription um that's cool are, are you running the 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 pie hole no um because it's so difficult to get a raspberry pi right now uh i wanted to to do it and it'll run on like a three but you can't find i mean i can't find threes or you know, if Fours. you had mentioned this last week, I would have brought an extra one with me today and given it to you tonight. <laughs> Damn it. That's typical for me. So. Um, but you can also run it on other, like you could run it if you had Ubuntu installed on some old, older device or something like that. You could run it on that. So I've been kind of considering that. Although, I mean, the nice thing about the Raspberry Pi is it doesn't take up a lot of space or energy. Could you possibly run it like from a, your new Synology? Uh, oh, that's an interesting question. Because you remember, I if you recall, really I that. at one point was running uh, Home... Home Bridge. Home Bridge. Yeah, I, can, I yeah. always want to say brew, and that's not it. At one point, I was running nope. Home Bridge from, uh, from my Synology. So it feels like it's possible. So uh, what does, I mean, what is this, what is this, <laughs> I probably ought to know this, but what is the Synology running? I mean, it's running some flavor of Unix, right? I don't know. Normally I Linux. would just look it up while you were talking and then act like I knew the answer. But every time I do that, you say you sure. can't hear me. So I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so in post, we'll what? add it in. It's running. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> You'd think it would say on the Raspberry Pi site uh, that it runs on Synology, but it does not say that. It says. A bunch of a few flavors of Linux and then Raspberry Pi. Um, so Synology is a new Linux distro. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Yeah, and we can't talk about that too much, or we'll have to reference last week's title, and that can never happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I wanted I wanted to try it. Um, I wanted to see if it really improves things because I've heard from people that it's good to have, but um, and. I mean, how do you enjoy what you get from your... It's actually, it's mostly pretty great. And what I assume that both systems are doing, whether it's Eros or or this, is maintaining a block list of servers who you just don't bother visiting. Um, Right. So there'll be many, many sites that you'll see where you'll just have a block where the ad would go and no ad. And in theory, it also Mm -hmm. makes everything faster. And it just helps you to feel like less annoyed. There's still plenty of ads you do see, in my experience. But it's, it's dramatic to me when we go out and I'm on a cellular connection to see just how many ads there are. Or even when the Wi-Fi is out at home, which you remember I was having some trouble with a couple months ago, um, and then you switch it off, like suddenly there are ads everywhere. So really, it it is a dramatic difference. Uh, The one part that's annoying is Google paid search results still show up, but then you can't click them. (laughs) Um, And so before my family realized, hey, our life is better because we have fewer ads, my family was like, hey, why don't Google results work sometimes? Then I was able to have some lessons about whether they were clicking on paid or But sometimes you want the paid Google result, right? Like sometimes you actually, oh, that's why. So now I literally have to Google those things or go off Wi-Fi. Uh, But other than that, it's been great. um, It definitely makes things better. And there are certain games and stuff that benefit as well. Um, You know, games that have ads in them and then suddenly they go away. Although sometimes the, the I've read that people, you know, like you can get extra coins or whatever if you watch an ad. Right. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So, um, but I think there are workarounds for making that stuff work. Um, yeah. Uninstall but, the game. Problem solved. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's one of them. <laughs> that was not the one I was thinking of. Um, but no, I, I I support this mission of yours. I I even it feels like there must not be that much that has to happen for this to work. I guess the Raspberry Pi makes sense. But... No. Yeah, I mean, well, you have to you have to find the freaking hardware, which which is you know, I mean, you, you can actually get them, but they're ridiculously expensive for a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, like the fours, the fours are like almost you know they're one hundred and seventy five bucks or something like that, which seems ludicrous to me for a Raspberry Pi. I want to be clear, which though, is you know, like I when you're, you're buying a computer, it. you're buying a computer. It's really not that much, obviously, <laughs> but uh, it seems like you should be able to get a Raspberry Pi for fifty bucks. <laughs> And so it just seems seems galling to me to have to pay. Yeah, no, I, get I, like I don't. That. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't want to pay more than yeah. the thing is supposed to cost. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, and I and I have what I mean. I you know honestly, we have Raspberry Pi sitting around that we have um, RetroPie installed on, and we have not been playing it that much recently. So mm-hmm. I've also been thinking maybe I should just use that, but. The second I do that, um, someone's going to someone's going to want to play on the RetroPie. And what do you play on the RetroPie? Like classic Nintendo games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it can't do both because we missed that entire age. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I think you, I think it could. I'm sh- actually, I'm sure it could. I'm sure it could. Um, so maybe that's what I. I mean, I just it would be a lot easier just to go bloop and install right. It definitely new easier. Raspberry Pi with with. Um, just this one thing setting up Raspberry maybe I, so, maybe i need to maybe i need to nuance this a little bit more there's just there's something so hilarious to me about setting up raspberry pies because they are so <laughs> smart and dumb it's like very clearly built yeah by right. a specific kind right. of nerd for a specific kind of nerd like we have to like right. put a text file on the card that says this and that will allow the wi-fi card to work it's like okay fine. I will t- <laughs> if that's what i have to do that's what i'll do that reminds me of like a 3D printers. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, often you'll get a free I mean the, the stage that that industry is in. I mean this I only got into it a few years ago um and never got very far but like so maybe it's a little bit different now. But at the time when I was looking into it it was like some people have gotten this and run into a problem where it doesn't, you know, it doesn't quite work right because this is, you know, this the header is not seated correctly or something like that. And the way to fix this is 3d print apart <laughs> like, i don't understand i guess you can like if you can successfully 3d print that i mean like how do you do that or do you have your buddy who's got a 3d printer print that part for you and then you put it on <laughs> it seems like it should just work when you get it out of the box but apparently sometimes they do not it's i cannot imagine Today, and I admit that I think this makes me sound like an old person or a Luddite or something, but I can't imagine owning a 3D printer right now, personally. Because, like, it does seem like it's so early stages. I can imagine a time when, like, they could be ubiquitous and you print all kinds of stuff. But right yeah. now, it feels like it is for a very specific subset of kind of person, who I applaud and encourage to enjoy it. But I just, it, it holds no appeal to me because I, I know that I would never figure out what the hell I was supposed to be doing with it. Yeah, I'm still interested, but I haven't gotten that far what would you so. print someday i don't know yeah i don't know i don't have to build things with my own two hands so it's like what am i, what am I gonna do? <laughs> it's just you know it's it and maybe it is one of those things where i get it and i'd be like yeah it'd be fun for a while and then i would stop using it like the like the retro pie i mean i don't know i, w- I would play the retro pie stuff again though i mean i'm sure we will play that again we'll get into it again at some point it's one of those things that just comes and goes like i mean even like playing the 
we still go back and play the old Wii. Yeah. Um, you know, original original Wii games. We started playing the RetroPie less because of how many classic games you could play on the Switch with Switch Online. On the Switch, yeah. That's true. I think that's part of the issue. And like um, my favorite but thing the same type, NBA Jam. I yeah. loved NBA Jam on Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. But we missed that entire console age. So I never had a console in the 90s. Um, you were we too didn't old have for a console. Too young for it, so you never. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, and then right. I mean, the only we didn't get a console. The first console we got was the Wii. Um, oh wow! And so that was my first introduction to Nintendo stuff. My mm. first person, you know, personal introduction. I think Hank had played a bunch of stuff on the uh, DS before that. Before I, we got the Wii, I have this vivid memory of when we got our Nintendo. When we got the original Nintendo Entertainment System that came with uh, a uh, a cartridge that could play both Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. It came with the gun. It came with, I think, two controllers. They used to really do it up. Uh, and <laughs> I remember it taking my dad roughly an hour to get it set up on a TV in the basement. And knowing what connections there were and how it worked, what the fuck took so long? <laughs> I just... <laughs> like, at most, you had to do the coaxial pass-through, right? So you could still get TV on yeah. that TV, too. But that's it. Like, right. there's just not that many I think things that's. I think in. that is, yeah, right. That's all you. That's all you had to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had, I mean, we had a console in the late 70s, I believe, like some crappy, I can't, um, an Atari, I can't or remember the name Coleco. of it. It wasn't, it wasn't even an Atari. I mean, like if it had been a, an Atari, at least I could say that it was an Atari, but it was like, oh, Fairchild. That's what it was, a Fairchild. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just not, I mean, it was fun for a little while, but it was not, it was not great. And it, you know, they didn't make them for very long either. So we got a couple of Ataris. Long, long lived. We, we would get Ataris yeah. at garage sales. And we had like gigantic ones and normal size ones, and we had every game. And then at some point, my mom just threw them all out. Right once we moved on to the Nintendo, she just threw them all out, and it pains me all the time to think about that. Oh Atari yeah, getting oh god, that is awful. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> but then I had, I think I had every Nintendo hardware. I had the Nintendo, well, not all the handhelds, but I had the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo, uh, the N sixty four, the GameCube, and I think the GameCube was what was followed by the Wii, right? And then I even had a Wii U, and now we have the Switch. Um, and I, I typically bought, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I buy consoles when they were old. So then you could buy all the used games, yeah. and it was a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I do that less now because I only want digital games. Like any, and I know that this is not how your household feels, but anytime I have to have the hardware game, yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, it, I feel the same way, but um, other people in the house do that yeah. for some reason. You I'm know not exactly are. sure why. Yeah, I certainly do. Yeah. But I, yeah, and we're, we still don't get them very soon, though. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we mostly get. I think we got the Wii. It was a bit after it came out, but it was still hard to find one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, 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 and I, I remember I got, they picked me up at work. There was one day where they, for some reason, they picked me up at work and, uh, uh, I get in the car and it was like approaching Father's Day or my birthday or Christmas or something. I can't remember what it was. And Hank was, you know, much younger then. And I get in the car and he says, we got you a Wii. <laughs> <laughs> and Karen just like looks at him like, we talked about this. <laughs> I was so excited when I got mine. Um, I definitely got mine for a Father's Day type thing, I think. Or maybe it was a birthday. I don't know. Our birthdays around the same time. Yeah. So I can't, it was, but it was for some, uh, probably my birthday. Um and I really, really wanted it. Loved it. Still love yeah. it. Um, Still love it. I know. That's the thing. And I'm a little... We have we have repaired that thing multiple times now. Um, the the disk drives go 
kind of frequently i've found i think we're on our third oh wow distro. i see i never did a reply we had a, a we we still have a wii that that died and we replaced it with a wii u that i got used but that worked great and so that's what we rely yeah. on now um yeah and we still we have the wii u too so we could play um play on that as well but the um it's nice to, i mean like i feel like i feel like we're okay with both of them but yeah. you know someday someday they're gonna die and that's it's, just honestly it's why i was so happy about upsetting the switch sports resort whatever it's called because yeah. we love that on the way the and as, yeah. as i've complained about and we'll continue to complain about apple watch battery life and madden madden really <laughs> needs to come back to <laughs> nintendo consoles it's a problem we play that on the on the wii because that's the last console they made it for and it's stupid is is it a licensing thing or is it just you or do you know well ea at some point gave up on nintendo because they felt like oh the switch sorry the wii isn't powerful enough to really do what we want to do with madden and the motion controls aren't that interesting to people for madden so we're going to stop but then they like nintendo went back and said okay now we have a a powerful you know robust processor for the switch i don't know what the processor is but it's like it's the real deal it's high definition it's all the things it doesn't rely on motion controls they've got the pro controllers and like ea just still hasn't gotten their shit together it's dumb I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. And we never agree. <laughs> we agreed on where to go to dinner. That's right. It was the first, it was the first place. <laughs> Should be good. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and any listener who hears this in time. Nope. I was actually, we do a bootleg. So nope. Incorrect. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, also, you're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only have a reservation for two. I mean, we'll be eating like a Jeff's balls. Uh, the... <laughs> Um, well, I will mention that I, and I, I know I've talked about how I'm tracking my sleep uh, these days with the watch, but I never talked about yep. what app I'm using. And I'm using an app called Auto Sleep, and I think it's great. You did, you, I think you did mention it because oh. I think oh, I was in, in the show notes. notes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But I, I'm going to yeah. give an extra. Here's my extra endorsement for it, and here's why. Um, it, you know, th- the watch is trying to figure out when you're asleep. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I guess it is science, but it's not perfect, right? And. A really interesting element of auto sleep's interface is it'll say it'll say like this is what we think you did if you think this is wrong tap edit when you tap edit it's like here's other things that could have been the windows during which you were asleep based on what we detected and like every time that i think it's wrong like i wake up but i stay in bed just looking at my phone for half an hour um so now it's 650 if i open it, it's like oh so maybe if you didn't sleep until 650 maybe you slept until 621 and i'm like yes that's exactly what i slept until and so i like that it has that thing where i can quickly correct it and it, it shifts its whole thing so it's good that's a, mm-hmm. it's good it's a smart app i like it okay i stalled for you Moles. that should be smart that's my um did you did you remember your other tech topic that you were excited to discuss no i thought we'd go longer on settings though but uh, you know because, go back to settings. it's a mess but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, there's just so many things that are. I mean, if you follow, th- click through this thread, it's upsetting. Oh, the, the one that had all <laughs> weird UI garbage. Yes, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> there's your title. Um, but the but no, I, that that you're talking about that Twitter thread of all the UI inconsistencies yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are just there are controls that I, I guess the problem is migrating this stuff from ios that it just looks like crap on <laughs> on the yeah. mac and they have not but the the fact that they're doing it and, and they haven't fixed the basic controls for you know like pop-up lists don't work right right you know, they don't you know they come up in different areas and then you, you if you hit them multiple times they do different things like they it does it's 
super glitchy. Yeah, no, and, that's that's really a problem, and I agree yeah. with you on that. The I, I don't know what the I mean. Obviously, one answer is clean up your messy shit, Apple, like for sure. But right, not all the setting screens have to look the same, right? Like, and it is hard. They're trying to pack yeah. a whole bunch of stuff into play, and there's certain things like even just today when I landed in Seattle, I was like. I have to change the date on my phone because I don't have it auto set its time zone most of the time. Um, so I'm like, is that is date and time top level or is it in general? And it's in general, and I got it right on my first try. But like some of it is hard to figure out where to put it. But like not every screen has to look the same, right? Like if you think about <laughs> uh, System Six, maybe <laughs> control panel <laughs> where like yeah, oh yeah 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 like for too long i feel like apple's had this goal of like let's let's fit everything into this standard window and it doesn't have to be like you, like you could have a totally different view when you're looking at monitor settings versus when you're looking at sound settings and uh, i don't know i feel like they sometimes they go for too much um unity and then that's like well this has to have this kind of control so let me have this weird button that's also a drop down that you can enter text into <laughs> that doesn't make any sense yeah yeah and you know we i complain about everything uh electron electron <laughs> well yeah i mean well i've got a podcast what are you, what are you gonna do <laughs> um i complain about electron stuff because it's like it's stuff that's coded you know it makes it easier for developers to make one thing that runs on every platform and uh doesn't look like a native app or act like a native app half the time yep and this is the same thing this is the same thing to get mad about really you're right this this is apple's electron and yeah. it's, it's this is not a perfect analogy, but somebody who does this right is Nintendo. I was only thinking <laughs> in this context of Super Mario Maker Two. You can make levels in the original Super Mario Brothers style, in Super Mario Brothers Three, in Super Mario World, in Super Mario Three D, and like if you switch a thing, everything switches the right way. Like so, if you make a level and you're like, you know what, I don't want this to be in the original Super Mario Brothers style. I want this to be in Super Mario World style. Like it. It cha- and it's not just aesthetics, right? It's how stuff works and how it functions and all those right. things. And they really do it. Now, yep, yep. it's understandable how and why that works and that it has to work that way. But, like, it is to me the extreme of, like, making a thing that even in my, you know, it's not putting on a different device. But when I shift it into a different mode, it, like, gets it. And, yeah, it's, uh, I think that developers yep. appreciate how easy it is to move code from one place to another. But, man. That, that I agree with you. Yeah. That Twitter thread was upsetting, and I, it's funny. I took away from you. You made me more upset about that because I looked. I was like, "Oh, that's a bunch of shit for Apple to fix before they release it." But I think that your fear is they they might not be fixing all it. Well, I mean, the other thing is that they are changing stuff that I just don't know that it needed to be changed. Right. Um, so you know, checkboxes are now becoming those little whatever you call them, the little poppy you know <laughs> switches. Right? Oh yeah. So. We're going to have an app or at least a few apps uh, on the Mac that are going to be using switches instead of using checkboxes. And more like what the heck box. I just sort of thought I sort of thought when Apple got to the point, you know, I used to like make fun of Windows 8 because they slapped an interface on the top of regular Windows that was for touch. And, you know, it was really just regular Windows underneath. And anytime you had to do anything that was even slightly complicated, you had to go into the Windows thing and you're on a touch device and then you're trying to touch little tiny things that i mean it doesn't it that is not the way a touch device should work yeah. right and now apple is doing kind of the reverse by bringing touch things to the mac where like the reason we have those switches on ios is because they're easier to hit with your finger whereas a checkbox 
can be a little harder and more finicky perhaps to hit with your finger or they're, you know, they're just smaller. You don't, I mean, you can bring the check, the radio, or not the radio buttons, the, um, the switches over to the Mac, but they don't need to be as big as they are on iOS because you're still using a pointer in order to hit them. So none of this just, I mean, like I, I don't, subscribe to the theory i have never subscribed to the theory that you should have one thing that runs the same everywhere because different devices use different input mechanisms and they should be optimized for those do you assume that this is because they're going to finally release the much desired touchscreen mac device no not necessarily i just think that they want to make things consistent across their platforms now that they brought Um, mousing so heavily to iOS devices, I would be far less surprised if they started yeah. bringing touching to Macs. And I think I love the way the mousing works on. So, so I feel like they have done a good job bringing Mac things to, for the most part, to iOS and iPad right? OS. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's right. But like I don't think they've done a very good job. Yeah. I don't think they've done a very good job bringing iOS things to the Mac. So. I think that's a pretty good pronouncement. I'm with you. That's my opinion. I would like to argue this point, but I cannot. Okay. Well, then I guess we're done. <laughs> you are wrong. We have no more questions. We oh, no <laughs> questions. Right. I forgot all about questions. We can, let's hammer some of those out real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, so one question that I promised to answer was from listener John, who wanted to know, not you, who wanted to know, why has Lex not yet been Dan for Jason? <laughs> um, which I believe means co-hosting the exclusive Six Colors podcast with Jason that Dan typically co-hosts, but Dan's on paternity leave. Um, Multi made the point that you, in fact, were guest hosting it at that time. <laughs> I did. I did all of Dan's work last week, <laughs> and um, except for book, except for book appearances. <laughs> I'm. I believe I'm guest hosting this week on Friday. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. And it's apparently not my first time. A listener pointed out. Another listener, Hidden Jester, pointed out that I was Dan the very first time. Dan couldn't be Dan for the Six Colors podcast. And mm. um, listener, Hidden Jester was the booking agent of chaos who suggested it to Jason. Um, <laughs> TJ, listener TJ wants to know why don't Amazon Prime members get free V without ads? Uh, the same reason that Amazon Prime members don't get Amazon.com without ads because we like to make money at Amazon. I do not speak for Amazon. Um, <laughs> TJ is also not getting <laughs> void were prohibited. Yeah, TJ is also not getting two day delivery for most of his Amazon Prime deliveries. You should move. That's my advice. And then there's the uh, the question box. Oh, what what mode do you use Discord in? Do you use light mode or dark mode? Oh yeah, um, I use I use dark mode. I actually, but I, but I have not tried anything other than dark mode. So maybe I should try that right now. Yeah, I use light mode with the dark sidebar, which to me is the ideal. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, where is that? I think when you switch to light mode by default, it leaves the sidebar dark. But I could be wrong about that. Um, and then there's a spreadsheet because now Rebound Prime members in Discord can submit questions by using the slash ask command. Uh, none of them have done so. Wait, oh, so wait, you have ugh. well. So the, I get theme, dark, light, sync with computer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sync with computer sync just means computer. use light or dark based on what your computer is doing. Right, right, right. Jack Carlson uh, is in with a question, and he says, "How about member tips?" I think that's the question. I have a YouTube recommendation oh, for Sorry. techies who enjoy computer history. It's called "Life on the Internet: The Series," narrated by a very young Scott Simon, sponsored by Sun Microsystems, and released in 1996. It's 13 episodes, which may be too much for anyone but real history buffs. But the episodes are only 26 minutes long. So, techies who enjoy computer history, you might enjoy "Life on the Internet" from 1996, hosted by Scott Simon. It's available on YouTube, mm-hmm. and that's courtesy of listener Jack Carlson. 
life on the internet. This is right up Moltz's alley, actually. Yeah, it probably is. Okay. I'm going to take a look. All right. So we'll find out next week if it's a pick. Uh, and uh, we'll also tell you next week how being in person with me and Moltz went. It'll be only, I think, the third time ever. <laughs> Oh my gosh! One, is that right? I, it could be fourth, but like well, the one first or two the first time events. was over several days. Right. The first, yeah, yeah. So the first time, yeah. Was over I don't mean by days. days. I just mean like total. Yeah, yeah. Times. Right. And then there was the the Morin wedding, and then there's yep. this. <laughs> so there you wow, go. Wow, gosh. This will be the first okay. time I've seen you in person without a Morin around. So I'm pretty intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dan. <laughs> It'll be an unedited conversation. Uh, for once. <laughs> <laughs>